Hi, guys, and welcome to the Infinite Improvement Podcast with me, Coach Christo, and Coach Andres, um, where we're going to talk, uh, you know, about uh, lots of different things uh, coming from our, you know, coaching philosophies. Um, so I thought it'd be good to start this uh, this episode off because it's episode one. We're going to talk very broadly about our coaching philosophies, how we approach coaching, um, how we approach sports in general. You know, we both uh, played at a decent level and and now we're coaches. So um, yeah, we're going to start. Um, we each came up with kind of, uh, we, we boiled down our coaching philosophy to, you know, one, one kind of phrase. Um, so we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk about that. So Andres, can you share with us the, uh, you know, the phrase that you came up with that kind of encapsulates, uh, encapsulates your coaching, uh, your coaching philosophy? Yeah, well, thanks. Um, thanks for the intro, uh, Christo. For me, um, this is the phrase that I use and not, I guess not just when I coach soccer, um, but, um, in, in all things that I do throughout, throughout my life. Um, so it's, it's beyond the game through the game. Um, and so whatever the, the, the elements or the portal is that I'm using. So in this case is the game, it's always beyond that, but through that. Um, so beyond the game, through the game, when it comes to my coaching career, that's, that's the phrase that I always go to. Okay. So that, yeah, that's actually very interesting. Cause obviously, you know, people who, uh, people who have followed me know that, um, I talk a lot about, uh, even though I am a, a, a soccer coach and, you know, that's how I have my, you know, uh, social media following. That's my, you know, my job. That's what I do every day. Um, I talk so much about things that happen off the field. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, I remember, uh, just to, to, to give a little story on kind of like why, um, why I do that. Um, one, one story stands out to me and it's, um, I had played for two coaches in, in very quick succession. Um, and one of them, uh, one of them was talking, uh, to me and he said something like, um, you know, you can, you can separate who you are off the field and who you are on the field. Um, so, you know, you can be a, a different person off the field and you yeah. can be a different person on the field. Um, and the second coach that I, uh, that I played for, um, very, very, uh, you know, um, I actually, I, I switched teams. I played for a different coach. Um, and he told me, um, no, you can't do that. You can't separate who you are off the field from who you are on the field. Um, and you know, obviously like you're not going to be exactly the same, the same person off the field and on the field, like on the field, you're going to, you know, you're going to compete, uh, with people yep. and stuff. But at the same time, like, I think you can't just flip a switch and be a different person when you're playing. Right. Like everything that you do in life kind of informs what you do um, on the field. Uh, and mm. I think like, you know, if you're, you know, if you're like, for me, if you're a confident person off the field, you'd be confident when you step onto the pitch. If you believe in yourself off the field, that'll help you believe in yourself off, uh, you know, on the pitch. So I think it's very important to kind of take care of yourself off the field mm-hmm. because I, yeah. I think that does translate to how you play. Did you, ha- did you have a preference of like, from those two coaches, like, did you enjoy just being your same self or did you? No, I, I love um, that. I could, uh, well, I think the, the idea was that I wasn't, um, I wasn't a very confident person at that time, just in life okay. in general. Okay, um, so instead of trying to solve that issue by helping me 
generally that yeah. coach has told me, you know, leave what, whatever, you know, your life situation is and just we'll, we'll focus on the on the field stuff. Whereas the other coach actually talked to me a lot about stuff that was going on off the field. So he talked to mm-hmm. me about how my life was going in general, you know, uh-huh. okay. random things that were stressing me out just, you know, in, in life I have, you know, yeah. family stresses, but having issues with friends and stuff. He talked to me about that. Uh, about that stuff a lot. And I actually found that incredibly helpful. Um, yeah. You know, I, it, yeah, it's just like, um, t- he was kind of taking care of me as a person, rather than just, you know, an athlete, which meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree 100% with that. I think um, I, I genuinely feel that um, had, had we been born in a different place with different family, different culture, um, I wonder if, if football or soccer um, would be our portal to, to live the game, um, whether it was player, coach, whatever you may be. So um, I, I just think there's this, there's this intrinsic desire to, to play for humans um, and to, to learn and to teach. And so it just happens that I was born in Colombia. That's what the, the blood takes you um, in yeah. Colombia. And so that happens. But had basketball been the case, um, I might be a basketball coach. I don't know with my height if I be a basketball coach. <laughs> well, you can be a coach with your height, right? You might just not have succeeded height, yeah, as not, much as a player. a player. But I don't know if I would have been able to um, have the experience. But um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I, I firmly believe that um, there, there's a distinction and that um, sometimes we fall in love with the game and we say, I was born for this game. And, and you, you, you convince yourself that you and soccer are like that perfect couple, but it's actually not soccer. It's just happens to be where you grew up and, and all these other things that um, had you been born anywhere else or a different family, you would still execute whatever it is at a very high level. It just might not be that portal. And understanding that doesn't mean you, you um, detach or love the game more. It just helps you um, uh, recon- uh, deconstruct your, your connect, your connection with the game and then reconstruct it with a healthier approach. Yeah. 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 No, that, that, that makes, uh, you know, total sense. Yeah. It could definitely be, you know, something, uh, something else for really anyone, obviously, you know, soccer is, you know, the the most popular sport, um, in the world and, you know, it's, uh, um, yeah, but like, you know, I, uh, did, you know, if, if different things happen, I definitely could, uh, you know, I, I could have been, you know, going into a different field or something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, uh, at the same time, I think it's nice, like, um, because I think a lot of the things that I say and, you know, a lot of the things you say, um, I think they apply whether you play soccer or not. Right. Like mm-hmm. um, yep. I, I talk a lot about life uh, outside of the field. I work with athletes from, you know, a variety of sports. I have, you know, uh, obviously a lot of soccer players, rugby players, um, American football players, basketball players golfers, baseball players. Um, I had a, a, a bull rider uh, message me on Instagram asking wow. for confidence tips the other day, which yeah. was uh, wow. very, very interesting. Um, so, so yeah, I think, um, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely, um, you know, I, I talk about things that are kind of like more universal than, than just, yeah. than just football. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But that, that being said, it, it is through my relationship with football that it helps me get to the human. Mm-hmm. And so, and so it's, it's such a paradox because like 
I, I wouldn't, I, I still choose football, even though I, I deconstruct in a way that maybe the thing that I love is not football. Um, that's, that's the way that I, that I happen to live this story um, for my 28 years. Um, so, so I use it to my advantage. And, and I mean, I don't know, like maybe later on I, I could do something else, but I think why not do something that I've enjoyed? Um, and then, because the same message or the same, the same, um, uh, impact can be done in any other field. Um, but there's also other people in other fields. So like, I also don't feel that pressure that like, Oh, you have, I have to go all, all around, but I've also allocated, um, my my roles in life so i'm not only a, a soccer coach or a football coach um but it is it is what i'm so passionate about so you know yeah yeah um so how does that uh how does beyond the game through the game manifest like when you're on the field working with um working with kids um you know whether it's w- with a team or you're doing your you know uh individual trainings group sessions um how would you say like um, how would I see that in, in your, in your actual coaching? Okay. Okay. All right, cool. Um, so the question was, how do I, how do I execute beyond the game through the game, um, in my, on the field with, with my players? So what I said, what I was saying was, um, I think if you go and watch a training session, you will probably, um, you might even miss it. Um, because on the field, it's, it's that through the game portion, um, that you'll be able to see with, with the drills, with um, the, the intensity um, and, and my passion for the game. Um, but I think the beyond the game part comes in um, when the players show up and, and I'm like, how, how, was, how was your day today? Or like, I'll be like, what did you learn in school today? Tell me one thing. And then they'll say something like um, that. I don't like school. And then I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, build, I'll build from from there. Or like, I'll say, hey, what's what are you what are you watching nowadays on netflix or i'll try to like what's what's good on tiktok who should i follow um and and, <laughs> and so it's yeah coach crystal um and so and so these those are the those are the the first elements that i that i try to grab um and, and so once they give me somebody to follow once they give me a netflix show um then those are the things that i take with me and and okay i'll if i've watched the show then now i have some common ground to, to interact with them if, if I have to go follow the person that they follow on TikTok or Instagram. Um, and it's not that I'm going to just sit there and follow, but like, it's just yeah. to get one more thing that the next time I talk to them, um, I say, oh, I saw this post about this person that you... And so, but that's probably like no more than like a three-minute conversation. But um, there's something... <clears throat> there's something about, about that human that, that felt heard outside of their identity of, of a footballer. Um, and so I think those are the seeds that I st- I start to plant um, that start to go beyond that space that we are on. And so next time this, this person is watching that show, they'll, I wonder if they think, Oh, I, I wonder if coach saw this. Um, and I'm gonna go share this. And then next time, like, I don't have to say what's your favorite Netflix show because I've already brought it up twice. So they'll come and say like, did you see the episode and this happened? Did I see that or not? doesn't matter. We started a conversation beyond the game on that, on that field. Um, and those are like just little things to the point that um, eventually, depending on, on how close the relationship with, with some of the players, um, they'll reach out and, and, um, and ask some more personal stuff um, if needed. Um, they'll see also my, my social media and they'll see some of the things that I do. Um, I guess a quick, quick story. It was like, I was, I was helping, helping out with uh, high school. And then, um, and then there was a player um, 
that that came up to me and and he started to he said hey you know like i've seen some of the stuff that you do um and uh you're involved with the church do you go to church um and then i said yeah i go to church and then he he started to just talk to me about um his relationship romantic relationship and then i'm like running a session i'm like you it's two touches over here no unlimited over here and he's like yeah but like i want to talk to you about sin and like what is what is like how do you not feel guilty with this, this stuff so like i'm in the middle of the field and this kid is like talking to me about certain intimate um uh, uh questions that he yeah. has um and so i think that's almost like the peak of like living beyond the game through the game but that only starts um the moment in which i just say hey what's up whatever the player name is um and ask him little things at the be- I can't do that in the middle of practice. It has to be either yeah. at the beginning or at the end. But then it's really taking those things with me. And like, I journal a lot, either journaling about it. Sometimes I'll say like, when I feel that I can't trigger the player, if he's coming to practice with headphones, what, what's your what's your go-to song? What's, what's on, on replay right now for you? And so I take that song and I'll listen to the song and maybe I'll journal like, okay, what, what can this player be listening to? Why does he enjoy that song? And then next time I'm like, yo, this, this bar, this line, it was fire. And so you, you, you fragment or you fracture that coach player relationship only. Um, and I think, I think that's when you start to tap into the beyond the game. Um, and, and it grows in, in, I think, trust. Um, so I think that's how I try to do it on the field. Um, whether it's team practice or individual training, those are kind of my tactics for beyond the game. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's awesome. Cause like um, I've had, you know, I've played for so many coaches. I, I can't even remember them all, but um, you know, I remember the ones that uh, talked to me and asked me how I was, you know, mm. as a person rather than just wanted me as an athlete, because it's easy, like as a player, you know, like you said, you don't, uh, a coach might have 20 players on the team. It's like, you don't have individual yeah. time with all of them every session. Right. Um, yeah. But those, you know, just the little things, they, they really can mean, you know, yeah. everything to a player, right. A little conversation yeah. it could be 30 seconds. Right. Um, yeah. But it can mean so much to a player. And I think to, to really unlock the the potential of a player, I honestly believe that um, that, that player needs to know that you like care about you them care. as a person, right? Not just yeah. what they can do for you on the field at any level, really. Like, um, yeah. you know, and I, I think that was like uh, something for me, like the, the thing that helped me the most was, uh, you know, ever. Um, because as I said, as a player, I had a lot of issues with, with confidence and stuff, um, you know, inconsistency. Uh, I had like, you know, anxiety attacks. Um, so, one thing that really, really helped me is, uh, you know, a coach said to me, uh, look, Christo, you, you make mistakes. You have a bad game. You have a bad week, a bad season. doesn't matter. I, the, like, I'm still here for you. I still believe in you. I'm not going to, you know, just like stop caring about you because you're not performing on the field. Um, yeah. And just like that, taking that pressure off my back just mm-hmm. helped me so much. You know, it was, cra- it was crazy. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, maybe, you know, um, yeah, my, my conversations might have been, you know, in the in the in the bar after games rather than you know, at the um, training sessions and stuff. But like, um, you know, at, at the same time, like, you know, like I, I, I played in England um, and it was, you know, custom, you know, to get get to the bar and get a pint after games. I don't I don't drink uh, much at all myself, but, mm-hmm. you know, um, I uh, I still went 
still wanted to yeah. be, you know, there with the team and there with a the coach and, you know, having, you know, having conversations. And, you know, I think it's like a lot of players kind of get, um, get in this mindset where it's just them. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I have to do this myself and you do have to do it yourself, but there's a lot of people around you that can help you if you, yeah. uh, if you ask for help, if you, you yeah. know, um, talk to your coach, uh, if you're mm-hmm. honest with your teammates, right? Like, I think a lot of people like, um, feel like they can't show any, you know, any weakness or anything, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I'll, any player who comes to me and, you know, asks me an honest question, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give them an yeah. honest answer. I'm going to give them a bit of my time. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and we also don't know um, what's going on at home, at school, um, in a significant relationship um, or a romantic relationship. Um, and, and so I think I think we have to become as creative as possible to not feel that like we're getting in their business. But it's just like, hey, but if you want yeah. to share about anything other than 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 the training session that we're going to talk about here, this coach somebody told me that like the players, like they don't care how much, you know, until they know that you care. Mm-hmm. And, and every, when they told me that I was like, wow, like this is, this is so true because it doesn't matter how good of a coach or a tactician or, or whatever it is that you want to do. If they, if there's not a connection in, in them believing that you're there for them first and then the player, um, I don't know that, I don't know that it's going to translate what, what's in your brain into their brain. Um, and at the end of the day, whether the tactics translate or not, like you're, you're going to have so many coaches, I mean, players, and they're going to have so many coaches. Um, yeah. You're not here to, to make that one person um, the next whatever player he wants to become. Um, but but I do think that um, you, you have an opportunity to make a, the, the one word that I, that I try to keep on the background of, of my environment is safe. Um, and not safe as in like only like don't get injured. But if like when you – when you feel safe, you're, you're okay with sharing. You're okay with laughing. You're okay with getting angry. You're okay with uh, walking off the field and then talking about it with, with coach. You're okay um, with making mistakes on the field. Yes. Right? Yeah. So I think if you, if, if you create a safe space for, for the, for the player or anybody you're interacting with, man, I think they're, they're going to start to, and here in America, there's a lot of um, things that I had to adapt to in, with regards to players that like, they play all the sports, they'll play lacrosse, they'll play baseball, they'll play. And so like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to beat that environment, that, that, that structure. The only thing I can do is if, if my place feels safer and you can be your, your most authentic self in my 90 minutes, they're going to, on their own, the player is going to start to choose my session or, or my sport, not my sport, but the sport that I coach over some of the other ones. So I think sometimes like we can get angry and like, why are you playing so many sports? Why are you like, you got to pick one. And like, okay. That, maybe that was your reality. That was my reality. I wasn't going to play basketball. Like I said, cause of my height <laughs> or baseball or any of these things, but um, I got to understand that my reality is not everybody's reality. Yeah. And that's, um, that's actually a good uh, segue into uh, we can talk a little bit about um what I boiled my coaching philosophy down to in, you know, in a, in a couple words, um, yeah. we, because it was, um, enjoyment leads to development leads to success. Um, okay. and that's it. Um, and basically the idea is that everything starts from enjoyment. Um, it, and I don't, and I'm talking about every single level. So, you know, the worst team I've ever worked with, the best team I've ever worked with, yeah. it always starts with enjoyment. Um, you know, so wait, so how do you, so what, how would you describe the word enjoyment itself or just to start um, in that? Yeah. I mean, it's, 
you know, it's, it's tough um, to like, but I think, you know, a- anyone who plays any sport, you know, I think anyone, uh, everyone has that, that one thing that they just absolutely love and they don't really know why, uh, you know, we were talking mm-hmm. about this a little bit before, you know, yeah. it's a lot about like where you grow up and, you know, your family around you and your friends, yeah. you know, that's definitely why, why yeah. I love the game. Um, but, you know, it's it, like, it's, it's tough really to describe, but I think that like, you know, um, you know, you know, when you love something, yeah. right. I, um, yeah. And, I think, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, just like, you know, you, you know, if, uh, if you love the game and I think my first job as a coach is always to, you know, foster that, that love of the game. Um, the, like probably my, um, one of the things that I would hate, like, uh, like the most would be to, you know, drive a player away from the sport. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think like, um, you can, you can work hard, you can train with intensity, uh, you can play at a high level while enjoying it. Now you might not enjoy every minute of every training session. you definitely don't. You might not enjoy every minute of every game. You might not even enjoy every training session or every game. Right. Um, but I think like the the overall, um, you know, if, if the enjoyment is there, that's what everything else is going to build off. Um, and you can't, you can't really build for me. You can't really build from, from anything else, because if you try to build from like, you know, um, if, if you want success, um, it, you know, there, there are other, other ways you can go about getting success than, than through, uh, through soccer, which is, you know, so incredibly competitive, so incredibly hard. Um, if you want, uh, if you, if you play because you want to be a good player, I still think like, you know, it's, it's not, it's not enough. It, you need to love the game. Um, and I think like how players who are successful always love the game. How, um, yeah, I, I completely agree with that because that, that's like a, that's a, it's almost like a human foundation as opposed to just like, it's not only through, through that, to soccer. Um, so I think the two words that really stick out to me in, in that phrase is, um, enjoy and success. Um, and, and so I, I guess one question would be for me, like, how do, how do you identify what they enjoy and what success means to them? Or do you attempt to, Hey, this is what Crystal thinks enjoyment is and what success is. Let's try this together. Um, or, or do you try to see what it is from their, from their point of view? Yeah. So, I mean, success will mean something different to, to everyone. I'm big on, um, encouraging athletes to pursue, um, like mastery. Um, so that's why we have development in there as well. Um, because, um, what does Matt, what is, what do you mean by mastery? Yeah. So, um, I think that, um, when you think about success, you think about it in, in kind of two ways. So you can think about like things that you accomplish, um, so like improving as, as a footballer thinks that things that you have control over, and then there's like, so that'd be like internal success and then things that you don't maybe have control over. So winning games, winning championships, playing professionally. Sorry, wait, 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 wait. Give me an example of, of internal success. Just so practical. Yeah, yeah. So, images. uh, just, just like improvement. So, um, uh, increasing your confidence, uh, improving your weak foot, improving your first touch, improving your passing. Okay. Um, so just like 
improving as a player or, or as a person, right? Like it could be in school, um, you know, learning to read, learning to write. Um, so, so I think that the only way you can have external success, um, and obviously we don't always have control over external success, right? Like I can't, um, just decide that I'm going to win the champions league, right? It's not that easy. Like, um, but the only way I'm going to get there is if I become the best player that I can be. So we start with enjoyment. All right. Mm -hmm. From enjoyment, that's, what's going to motivate you to become the best player that you can be. And once you become the best player, you can be the success comes last. So, um, maybe you do play professionally. Maybe you play division one in college. Maybe you, uh, just play at a, you know, at the highest level that you can. Um, even when we're talking about success, I like to keep it. Um, I'd rather say like, success is playing at the highest level you can rather than say it's like signing a professional contract. Um, because I think, I think you can, you can limit yourself and put a lot of pressure on yourself. If you have like (coughs) goals like that, right? Like win the world cup. What if I'm from Greece? Um, (laughs) you know, um, but I think everything starts from development from development. You can build yourself into the best person or player or, uh, writer or, you know, uh, whatever, whatever you, whatever it is you you enjoy, um, build yourself in the best part into the best person you can be. And from that, you'll, you'll experience like you will experience success might not always be exactly what Mm -hmm. you, you know, maybe, uh, wrote down as your goal, um, a couple of years ago, but you will experience some success hundred percent. I, yeah, I, I really like what, when you talk about um, that it's, it's almost like you're just competing against yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is what really defines success. Was I better than Andres yesterday? Um, and, and I think that hits onto like a, of such a um, fundamental uh, point or, or aspect or element of, of this, of this time, which it's comparison. And I think comparison, like, like looking at that phrase that you have, if, if it's almost like it's like the COVID-19, like if, if you get infected with comparison, it's going to be it's going to be a long recovery road. Um, and so how do you how do you help players um, fight that comparison? And by com- sometimes we even do it like not consciously, like when you're scrolling, that's that's you're most acceptable to, to everyone. <laughs> to yeah. Yourself, right. Um, when you get on the field and and you're, you've been the best player um, for the last three seasons and then somebody comes um, and it's perceived or, Oh, this guy was recruited from this place, this place, this place. Once they step on the field, it, it, it kind of changes, it changes your, your, your vibe, your air. And it's like, okay, now I got to prove that I'm the, I'm the lion in this field. Um, and in just that moment, automatically you're, you're shifting your focus. And I think it, it, you start to become susceptible to, to leave in that enjoyment development, success um how do you help players with comparison yeah so um uh like tons of different um kind of ways i could go with this so i'll start with like on the field stuff um you know as a coach i'm very big on obviously i think that individual um you know development is extremely important but it's also extremely important to this is a team sport um the the environment that you foster as a coach 
um, is just so incredibly important. So I remember when I was a player and I played for a, a high level academy team and the stress, the, the stress and the pressure that I felt to, you know, be the best one there mm-hmm. was unbelievable, uh, to me. Um, and obviously, you know, a lot of this stress and pressure was me building it up in my mind. Right. But, um, it, it, it was like, so, so, so incredible to where, like when I would be on the bench and I'd be watching my teammates play, I would want them to fail, um, so that mm-hmm. I could go on. Or, um, you know, if, if I was, if I was playing, um, you know, I, I, I would be like, I would think like, oh, my teammates on the bench, they want me to fail. They're not here for me. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. and it, you know, oh, that's interesting. That's yeah. Interesting yeah. Yeah. And like, it's um so i because you because you you that would be inside of you like your you could your teammate could could probably had already defeated that and they'd be like i i hope crystal makes the right pass i hope crystal but that's all inside of you okay that's good yeah yeah so um and obviously you know like looking back myself there i'm like you know shake my head. I don't want any player to want their teammates to fail. I don't want any teammate to think or player to think that their teammates want them to fail. So whenever, you know, I, I talk about that a lot, um, you know, and, um, whenever, whenever I see that, like, you know, creeping in, um, you know, we'll stop a session, we'll, we'll talk about it because, you know, um, it's, uh, obviously, obviously, you know, it's, uh, you know, uh, athletes make mistakes in every session and every once in a while we'll have a little laugh, yeah. you know, you know, uh, that was a horrible miss or missed open goal. Like, you know, it's, it's whatever, but I always make sure, you know, um, I, so I do a couple, couple different things. Um, so obviously, you know, in, in team talks, we'll always, um, you know, talk, um, you know, I'll, I'll always, um, talk about, you know, how important it is to, you know, stick together that we're in this together. I honestly believe that like, um, the, the easiest way to succeed as a team, as a, as a player is to help your team succeed, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, good players make their teams good. Um, Mm -hmm. they don't just, you know, I don't know. They don't just play well individually. You need to learn how to lead by example. Um, and I think if you're, you know, if you're a good player, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll find a way to do that. So, you know, I'll, uh, I, I've played good players out of position because I think it's, you know, what's best for the team. And if I do that, I'll always talk to them, always explain the situation, but I'll also explain to them that team comes first. Um, We have 20, we have 20 players on this team. Um, No, no individual is ever more important. I don't care how good you are Um, because if you can't find a way to succeed in a team environment, you're playing in the wrong sport. Um, another thing I do very often is at the end of training sessions, I'll talk individually to at least one, maybe two people. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll I'll always like recognize someone who did, you know, very, very well in that session, not necessarily just that they were playing well, maybe their attitude, maybe how hard they worked. Um, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of the time players play well when, when their attitude is good and when they work hard. Um, but you know, little things like that, um, you know, I know mean, mean a lot to players. Um, and you know, it just, it takes me an extra 30 seconds to a minute to say, Hey, 
you know, you, you did incredibly well today. Uh, that's the hardest yeah. I've seen you work. Um, never comparing them to other people, never saying like you worked harder than, uh, you know, this other player or something is yeah. all about you. Right. Um, and I, I think like, you know, you just have to avoid comparing the players both yeah. in your mind as a coach. Um, yeah because you have to think about the players individually uh, and collectively as a team yeah. rather than this player versus this player, this player versus this player. Yeah. Um, and, um, and you need to also do that in front of them. Right. I'm never going to like, you know, take two players in front of the team and be like, you know, you're better than you or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, it's easy to, to kind of fall, fall into that uh, into that trap. Um, and then, you know, uh, like, off the field stuff. I think it's important to talk about off the field stuff. Um, because I, I know like most, most athletes don't, don't do this stuff. Um, but like, especially as you said, in our, in our world now, it's so easy to compare yourself to other people, you know, Instagram on yeah. TikTok, all of this stuff. It's, you know, it's right there and you see like, you know, um, it's it's tough i can't yeah. imagine if i was a kid growing up now um might be even more difficult i might be comparing yeah. myself to other people even yeah. more um which, which i <clears throat> which is part part of the reason why i appreciate what what you do because i think um you have i think you have two options you can you can fight against that and and limit your kids or if your parent to to have social media um, but the reality is, is social media is going to yeah. get even bigger. Um, so, so you either don't try your best and not let them get in there, or you do what, what Crystal does, which is um, infiltrate. <laughs> and then in the moments in which they're scrolling, can I, can I disrupt this narrative? Um, and and if, if I catch them for, for about a minute, maybe the time that they're here on TikTok will be more um, edifying for their career, for the, what they're looking for, which I, I, I like that better than just fighting against social media as opposed to just, okay, let me team up with social media because there's this, this negative um, approach to like uh, Facebook and, and, and Instagram and TikTok. But that, I feel like that's the, that's the lazy way out. What if we re reimagine how we coach through those um uh, portals because I don't know that they're going anywhere. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think it's like, it's kind of like, um, if you, if you go on a diet and you're very, very strict, um, and then you eat one, one donut might end up eating, <laughs> eating the whole box. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I, I think like it's, uh, so you're, so, so you're, so is, so are you in that example? Are you, recreating a, a healthier donut <laughs> maybe but like maybe. you know like if um i think like all, all things in in moderation i think anything can be bad yeah. if you do too much of it right like even um you know training can be bad if you're training like like athletes come to me and they're like i'm training six hours every day every single day it's like you know may maybe maybe what, that's first of all what is training yeah <laughs> like, exactly you know? you know like are you like are you literally like you know, at, at, they'll be like, oh, I ran like six miles yesterday. And then I went to the field and I played for two hours. And then I, and it's like, you know, like anything can be bad if you do it too much. And I'm not saying don't work hard. Obviously you need to work hard, but um, yeah. there's, 
there's different ways to work hard, right? Um, and you can work hard in different ways. That's kind of like, you know, my brand of improving always is about improving in different ways, not just in one, in one single way. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, to go back to like, you know, c- comparing yourself to other people, I think like there are, there are real ways that you can stop doing that off yeah. the field. So, you know, I, I um, I'm a big fan of, um, you know, doing things like, um, uh, meditation, taking time for yourself, taking time to talk to other people openly and honestly, um, yeah. you know, doing things like, um, I design. so for comparison, what I'd say is, um, one, one type of, uh, script that I work with athletes, uh, to, to help them to avoid comparing themselves to other people is, um, self-talk scripts. So, um, positive self-talk is incredibly valuable. Um, and basically, uh, when I do this is basically like a, like a hype, a hype video for a player. So I'll make like a video of their highlights and I'll put it to some nice music and I'll be saying like, you're a great player, you know, uh, look at all of this stuff that you've accomplished. Um, just to like, kind of have that athlete, like pause for a second and be like, Oh yeah, you know, I am a good player. And then, mm-hmm. and then they can go and then they can go, uh, you know, put that, uh, show that yeah. out on the field. Um, so yeah, the, you know, obviously through my coaching style, I'll help athletes to avoid comparing themselves to other people, but then also, yeah. you know, do encourage them to do things off the field, um, that are good for their mental health <laughs> because yeah, no, no, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough world. It is. And, um, yeah, I think, the way you look at yourself has, has to be, and it's such a fine line because like you could be perceived as arrogant if you have too much self-confidence, but like I, I would prefer to take you there and then cut you back off um, because at the end of the day, I think, I think you're more likely to not achieve or, or not get closer to the things that you have imagined if you don't believe you in yourself first, <laughs> you know, um, which, which again, so going back to comparison, um, it's, it's such a dangerous road. Um, but then there's this other word that comes to mind, which is admiration. And so to what level is it okay to admire? And at what moment is it, is it become unhealthy when you go from admiration to, to comparing? Um, and, and, and so, cause I think, the most beautiful thing about, like you were saying, the game is the fact that it's, it's a collective environment. And so when I have one of my best players, um, individual one-on-one players um, continue to give up the ball in a, in a dangerous spot, um, I, I, I sometimes bring them off and like, hey, take a look at this player who's really simple off the ball. Um, check out his decisions. But it's, it's not for you to be that all the time. It's more of like, okay, look at this portion of the field, how he problem solves. Um, do, you, do you advise your players to, to admire other players or to, or, or to look up to other ways um, outside of themselves? Yeah, so I think uh, most players could probably learn something from watching, you know, like so many different, so many different players, right? Like, um, so I, I have, uh, I had a, a group session, um, where I had a, a, a professional player. Um, and then I had a, a 15 year old, um, you know, just, uh, playing here, playing club and in high school. Um, they were on the same training session or same, or same training session up- together. Um, so obviously, you know, usually, um, there's not that big a gap. 
but today there, there just happened to be that big a gap. Right. Um, but I still did the training session together. Um, and, uh, we were doing, we were doing this drill. Um, we were working on, you know, because they were both, both wide players. We were working on, you know, creating space to, to whip in across. Right. Um, and, um, the, the 15 year old is like incredible, um, little like body faint to open up space, took his touch, whipped in the cross, like, Holy cow, do, do that again. Let's watch that. Um, so me and the professional player watched him do it again. Um, and it's just like, you know, I think that you can like, you can learn so much from watching other people. Yeah. And I don't think that you should mold your game off of any yeah. one other person. Right. Like, um, you know, you're asking me like, how do I dribble like Messi or shoot like Ronaldo or something? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. You do it like you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you can learn from them. But at the end yeah. of the day, you're the one who has to go out in the field uh, and, and take a thousand shots to figure out what works for you. Um, mm -hmm. But you can learn from from almost anyone. Uh, and I think it's, um, you know, talked about confidence before. Um, I think like um, confidence obviously is very, very good and important. Um, but you need to also realize that, you know, especially at the youth level, you haven't accomplished anything yet. Um, you have a lot to learn and you can learn that stuff from, you know, if, if you're not open to learning from anyone, you're not really open to learning at all. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can't just be like, Oh, I'm only going to learn from watching professionals. Um, you yep. have to learn from your, from your teammates around you as well. And that's, you know, stuff that happens on the field, stuff that happens um, off the field as well. So um as long as you're open to learning, I don't think like confidence yeah. becomes like too much of a, too much of an yeah. issue. Right. It's just where, yeah. um, if you, if you start to close off, you're like, ah, I'm not going to learn anything from that coach. Yeah. I'm not going to learn anything from that player. Um, that's where it can kind of, yeah. um, be become an issue at times. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. I agree. And, and I think that's a, that's a practical, um, approach to just not just soccer, like anything, like, um, when you, when you, look up to others um i think it, it's almost like a humbling act of okay i don't know it all let me see how this guy coaches let me see and and is this style maybe a style that i might need to incorporate at some at some point um whether you're a coach or a player whether you're a basketball player or you're a soccer player whether i mean when we go to school like you're you're learning from the professor you're learning from somebody else um it's never just you. Um, it's just not. It's just not coming from inside of you without somebody around you helping you pull it out. I do think it, it is inside of you, but you need all these other um, people who have perhaps experienced things. Um, and and if you if you if you realize that um, if you make that connection that if you're one of the most skillful players and you still have to come out and maybe look at how somebody else that's not perceived as skillful as you does it i think when you're when you go and you're running a business whether it's soccer or not soccer or whatever your career is and and you feel that you're talented you still start to do that tactic let me come back and look at this other business and i think maybe in that manner i wonder if like i don't know if you had myspace i wonder if myspace thought they got it all together and they didn't come back and look okay who's doing it this way and then facebook yeah. came and like, you know um, and so, like, how can we use these same tactics that I use being a top player to 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 not compare but admire um, and, and humble arrogance, but humble, um, you know, and 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 
again, at the end of the day, to be the best version compared to who I was yesterday. Yeah. Um, with enjoyment, I think, like you're saying, um, I think you it, just, you just I, I lost you my whole, you lost my whole audience when you mentioned MySpace, just so you know. <laughs> um, no, but, you're not uh, on MySpace. <laughs> um, the, so yeah, we're, we're, we're getting towards the end now. I think we've covered, you know, our, our coaching philosophies. There's one thing that you mentioned that, um, I want to say again, it's not like, it's, it's much easier to start a player with some confidence and then, you know, help them, uh, maybe with a little bit of uh, humility uh, and help them realize that they, you know, they haven't accomplished what they need to yet or what they want to yet. Um, And I I think that's very, very true. Like I would much rather that than a player come to me um, who isn't like the situation that I was in where I had no confidence because that's much more difficult. um, I think to, to, to build that confidence. Um, So, you know, one, one thing that I I say to a lot of players um, is um like if if you're at a point where you just don't believe in yourself it's it's incredibly difficult um have you ever heard like um what would you do today if you knew that you couldn't fail yeah you ever heard yeah so i i i think that's um i i love that um and i've tried to like bring that onto the field so like um when i when i was at you know a very very low moment you know a coach told me, um, you know, what would you try today? How would you play today? If you knew that everything you tried was going to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes like, you know, we'll have, we'll talk about, uh, you know, tactical stuff next week. Um, and obviously, you know, soccer, most of the time you play yeah. simply, and then you add in those moments of brilliance. But I think yeah. like, um, it's sometimes you just, the confidence yeah. is the most important thing. Sometimes you need yeah, to play like, you know, everything that you, you tried is going to work because otherwise, yeah. you know, yeah. without, without confidence with, if you always play it safe, yeah. you'll never, you'll never have any idea how good yeah. a player you could be. Right. That's a, and that's a, such a powerful question. All right. I'm good. You on my back. Yeah. One second. Yeah. I think you're back. Say something. Yes. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I, th- I think the stuff you're saying is just freezing the whole internet, bro. Like, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> <too> <laughs> um, but you said that you had a coach come to you and it, how would you play if. Yeah. So what, what oh, was the. What yeah. Was- um, how would you play if you knew that everything you tried would work? Now, obviously, yeah. when I say that, like, you know, athletes are always like, oh, I'm going to shoot from half or something like you can take yeah. it literally or you can take the meaning behind it, which is yeah. like you have to believe in yourself. You have to yes. think that the things that you try are going to work. That pass is going to find your teammate. You know, that one V one you're going to take, you're going to win it. Um, you know, like, obviously, it was a little bit of, you know, ex- extreme what he no, said no, no, to me. But I, like, yeah. I, I think I think yeah. the power in that question is that extreme. So like, yeah. when we when we talk about um, I have, I have players come in and ask me, like, I want to I want to go um, to this college. I want to go to this college. Like, what club should I go to? Um, what's my next step? Should I play ECNL Academy, NPL? Like, what, what, what where should I go? And I think I, I go around that similar question. I tell them, OK. If, regardless of what club you play for today, you got signed by that team or by that college, where would you play today? And mm-hmm. then I tell them, if, 
at the same time, you were, no matter where you played, that didn't happen. Like, you're not going to get signed by that, co that college, that school, um, that team. If that wasn't going to happen, no matter what you did today, um, where would you play today? And I think a lot of the players end up choosing, um, I guess, going to your, to, your, to your philosophy, the place where they enjoy the most today. Um, and, and I think being able to create this um, almost futuristic mentality that like, okay, go to the future and, oh, shoot, what I do now, I don't know that it really will fully influence and I don't have control over it. Um, and so I think that's when like, those are the type of questions that I work with. And I think when, when you talk about infinite ballers, that's the mentality that, that I try to incorporate. Like the infinite part of it is, is taking you to a future that you haven't seen today. Um, and, and giving you both, you'll, you'll get signed and you won't get signed. Okay. Eliminate those. What do you do today? Um, yeah. And I think that's so powerful because it, it liberates you to, to just play freely in the moment or make that decision freely in the moment. So I think that coach really took you to a place where you had no choice, but to enjoy the way you play or play yeah, the way yeah. that you enjoy yourself. You yeah. Know? I mean, like I, uh, I it was an extreme situation. I needed, I needed him to say something to like snap yeah. me, to wake me up kind of. Right. Um, and, and, and it worked. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, that's where we'll leave, uh, this episode of the, uh, infinite improvement, um, podcast. Um, we're gonna, um, I'll drop our links to social media and to, you know, infinite ballers, um, in the, uh, in the description. Um, uh, and this will be on YouTube. It'll be on Spotify. It'll be on Apple podcasts. Um, and yeah, um, that was, you know, great conversation. Thanks. Uh, thanks yeah. so much, Andres. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be back. Uh, thank you, Christopher, for having me. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta save some of the wisdom so the Wi-Fi doesn't break next time. Yeah, so, all right, we'll uh, we'll do that. Always, always good to to share and talk about soccer. Always. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, peace. All right, take care, bud.